Turkey hosts talks to extend Ukraine grain deal as Russia threatens to pull out. Victoria Kim John Ismay Anushka Padil Representatives from Russia, Ukraine, Turkey and the United Nations will meet in Istanbul on Wednesday to begin two days of talks aimed at salvaging the Black Sea grain deal that Moscow has threatened to pull out of, as world leaders accused Russia of weaponizing global hunger by holding the deal hostage. Russia has repeatedly said it would back out of the deal by May 18 if impediments to Russia's own agricultural exports are not resolved. With the fate of the deal unsettled, shipments under the pivotal agreement that has allowed Ukraine's food exports to reach world markets dipped significantly in April. The United Nations said this week that inspections of empty cargo ships traveling to Ukraine, under a Russian demand that they be searched to ensure they are not carrying weapons, had slowed significantly. On Sunday and Monday, there were no inspections, but they resumed on Tuesday, according to the United Nations. Secretary of State Antony J. Blinken and his British counterpart, James Cleverly, called on Moscow this week to immediately commit to an extension of the deal. The original agreement, brokered by Turkey and the United Nations last July, said the deal would be renewed for 120 days at a time. Twice before, it was extended just days before expiration. In March, Russia said it was only agreeing to a 60-day extension unless its demands are met. Mr. Blinken said on Tuesday that Russia was blockading ships from reaching Ukrainian ports to be loaded with grain, accusing Moscow's troops of stopping food from getting to people in need. The world shouldn't need to remind Moscow every few weeks to stop using people's hunger as a weapon in their war against Ukraine, he said. Mr. Cleverly called the delays in the deal's renewal completely wrong and said it came at the expense of the world's poorest. It is perverse that they are using hunger in the developing world as leverage in their conflict in Ukraine, he said. Russia's demands for the deal's extension include reconnecting its agricultural bank to the SWIFT global payment system, the lifting of restrictions on maritime insurance and the end of sanctions against major fertilizer companies. Some experts have said the demands are an attempt to soften the blow of sanctions imposed against Russia more broadly by using the deal as a bargaining chip. The State of the War A muted victory day. With Russia struggling on the battlefield, President Vladimir Putin used a scaled-down commemoration of triumph in World War II as a platform to try to justify his invasion of Ukraine. A ticking clock. Ukraine is feeling pressure from its Western backers to succeed in the counteroffensive that the country is expected to launch soon. Russia seems to be operating on a longer timeline. Evacuation orders Running short of food, fuel and cash, many civilians in occupied parts of Ukraine are defying a Russian directive to evacuate ahead of the looming counteroffensive. Attack drones Fighting superior Russian firepower, Ukrainian forces are turning off-the-shelf drones into deadly weapons by adapting them to carry explosives. Washington, the United States will provide Ukraine with up to $1.2 billion to purchase additional air defense missiles, artillery ammunition and satellite imagery from commercial companies, the Pentagon announced Tuesday. The financial aid comes as part of a program called the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which allows Kyiv to purchase goods directly from the defense industry. 
the USAI gives us the ability to leverage the power and the capabilities of the private sector in order to support Ukraine's medium and long-term security assistance needs, said Brig General Patrick S. Ryder, the Pentagon spokesman, on Tuesday afternoon in a briefing to reporters. From 2016 to 2021, Washington gave Kyiv more than $1.32 billion as part of the same initiative, according to government records. The new aid announcement brings the total provided under the same initiative since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February 2022 to nearly $14.6 billion. Funds provided as part of the initiative have gone to purchase attack drones, Javelin anti-tank missiles, Soviet-caliber and NATO standard artillery ammunition, coastal defense missiles, armored river Rhine boats, M1 Abrams tanks, NASAMS air defense missile launchers, M142 HIMARS vehicles and the guided rockets, they fire among many others. The goods will arrive in Ukraine in the months and years to come as defense companies produce them. The aid announced on Tuesday is separate from the 37 previously announced aid packages of military hardware taken from the Pentagon's existing stockpile since August 2021, which is cumulatively worth at least $21 billion. A major focus of the $1.2 billion in new funds for Ukraine will go to purchase air defense missiles for Kyiv to use in repelling Russian aerial attacks, General Ryder said. Kyiv, the Ukrainian capital, has been targeted repeatedly by Russian strikes, including on Monday and early Tuesday. We're going to continue to rush ground-based air defense capabilities and munitions to help Ukraine control its sovereign skies and to help Ukraine defend its citizens from Russian cruise missiles and Iranian drones, he said. This is something that we're going to keep after both in the near term and the long term. General Ryder also confirmed reports that an American-made Patriot air defense system provided to Ukraine shot down a Russian Kinzhal missile last Thursday. The Kinzhal, which is an air-launched version of an Iskander ballistic missile, is believed to meet the definition of a hypersonic weapon, namely that it can fly and maneuver at speeds equal to or greater than five times the speed of sound, a feature meant to defeat anti-missile defenses. In addition to a single U.S.-provided Patriot system, the Ukrainians are also operating, one provided by the Netherlands, General Ryder said, but he deferred questions to the Ukrainian government on which one had been used to engage the Russian Kinshal. A video journalist working for agents France Presa, the French news agency, was killed by rocket fire near the town of Chesevyar in eastern Ukraine, agents France Presa said on Tuesday. Some of the heaviest battles of the war are being fought in and around the nearby city of Bakhmut. The journalist, Armin Soldin, 32, and four colleagues were with Ukrainian soldiers when they came under a Grad rocket attack on Tuesday afternoon, the agency said. Mr. Soldin was killed. No one on the rest of the team, which included a security advisor, was injured. Mr. Soldin is the 17th journalist to be killed in Ukraine since 2022, according to the Committee to Protect Journalists. His death came just two weeks after a Ukrainian journalist was killed and an Italian journalist was injured in an attack on their way to the city of Kherson in southern Ukraine. Mr. Soldin was one of the agency's first journalists to arrive in Ukraine after Russia's full-scale invasion and he regularly reported from the front lines. He survived a close rocket attack last week while reporting on soldiers who were digging trenches near Bakhmut. Mr. Soldin also shared lighter moments from the front lines. Last month, he rescued an injured hedgehog found after Russian shelling in Chase of Yar. 
Mr. Soldin and his colleagues built a makeshift shelter for the hedgehog, whom they named Lucky, collected insects for him to eat, and started googling what baby hedgehogs need, Mr. Soldin wrote on Twitter. When Lucky finally accepted water from a bottle improvised out of medical equipment, Mr. Soldin rejoiced, I am officially a dad. Mr. Soldin, a French national who was born in Bosnia, was courageous, creative and tenacious, Phil Chetwind, the agency's global news director, said in a statement. He was above all an excellent journalist who was totally committed to the story. France's president, Emmanuel Macron, paid tribute to Mr. Soldin on Tuesday, tweeting that he had courageously been at the front from the first hours of the conflict to establish the facts. To inform us. He added, we share the pain of his loved ones and all his colleagues.